You're listening to the Risk Takers podcast series coming to you from Chesley Brown headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia. Founded in 1990, we help businesses explore better ways to anticipate and navigate risk before it becomes a problem. I'm your host, Brent Brown. I'm chairman and CEO of Chesley Brown International. And joining me this week is our special guest, Del Spry. Del is our managing director of corporate investigations for the Chesley Brown Group. Uh, Dell also has a long career with the FBI, uh, retiring as a supervisory special agent. Might recognize his name. Uh, if you're interested in history and do a little Googling, uh, Dale was the uh, lead agent in the Aldrich Ames spy case. Uh, and I bring that up today because our conversation today is on corporate counter-espionage. Dale, thank you for being with us today. Brent, it's my pleasure to be with you. Well, it, this is an exciting um, topic. You and I both loved talking about this and uh I think that um, it's safe to say that there's no other company uh, in private security and investigations that have the expertise that, that we have in doing uh, corporate counter-espionage work. Um, so um, talk to me about what that title means. What, what, are, what are we talking about when we say corporate counter-espionage? Well, corporate counter-espionage, that's where we would counter anyone's espionage attempts or attempts to steal your proprietary information from your company. The corporate espionage itself, let me start there if you don't mind, Brent. If you're in a company and you have an item that's valuable to you, someone wants to steal it because it would be valuable to them as well. If you are developing products that have you anticipate would have a huge value for your company. If I can hire someone to steal that information from you, and if I can get to market way ahead of you, and I can avoid all the research and development stuff because I've got all the information you did on it, well, that's kind of a no-brainer. So there are not only countries such as China, Russia, North Korea, oh gosh, Iran even, there are countries that will hire people. There are countries that will have intelligence officers and intelligence agents that they will use to penetrate your company to get access to your proprietary information. It doesn't have to be classified for it to be espionage. Right. It just has to have proprietary value to you. And if they get that information, then they can... They can completely undermine your company economically, and it has happened where companies almost overnight have gone bankrupt. What we do, the counter-espionage side of that, is we sit down with you, we talk to you about what you have going on and what you feel your threats are. We then will do a threat assessment 
to confirm those threat issues you have are valid mm -hmm. or to tell you possibly, well, no, that should always be a concern, but it's not a, a priority here. But we will also identify probably additional threats that you have not even thought of. And we can put this together in a package that will tell you how to counter whoever might be attempting to compromise you and your company by stealing your proprietary information and beating you to market. So I'm not Lockheed. I'm not Boeing. Um, what what kind, type of companies do they target? Is, is everybody vulnerable, and um, aren't they just targeting the big guys? No, sir, because the big guys expect to be targeted, and they build programs to help defeat that. What they, The small mom-and-pop companies that are, for example, a subcontractor of a subcontractor to Boeing, to, to whomever. Right. These are the guys that they're actually doing the boots-on-the-ground type of work on the research and the development for the person they contract with who is then contracted with another company. And, and they think, well, I'm small potatoes. I have just a little piece of what someday hopefully will be a big pie. But no one would possibly be interested in what I am, not to the extent that they would try and steal it. That could not be further from the truth. If you think somebody would steal money from you, a hundred bucks from you, for example, and you're working on something for another contractor that potentially, as a as an, a vital piece to a bigger piece of machinery, is going to be worth millions of dollars. You don't think somebody wants to have that information, right? And they may, they may just sidle up to you and ask for it, but I don't think you're going to give it to them. <laughs> so if you don't give it to me, and I want it, and if I want it bad enough, or if I'm being paid enough to get it. I will do everything in my power to steal it from you. So everybody actually is vulnerable to corporate espionage. If you have a product that is valuable, right? if you have plans in place to put other products on the market that are going to generate income for you and show value, right? then I want to steal that from you. Uh, client list, would that also be something people would be interested in grabbing your client list and who yeah. you're selling to? and. Absolutely. They would want to know who your clients are, what projects are being discussed. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, it's simple things. They're going to want to know how, how do they price their services. Um, can, I get a, can I get somebody to give me a list of the telephone directory for the company? You know, worst case scenario, you've got an inside penetration. Can I get somebody to start leaving devices and computers? Right. So, can I can I bug a conference room? Interesting. And so it it's, starts at all levels. It could be a um, an insider, like you saw. I think you've you've said uh, uh, many times when we've talked about the Alder Sames case that that was the ultimate. That was the insider. ultimate insider threat. Was the Aldrich Ames investigation, codename Nightmover, because in, what he actually did was he sold out a nation. But that meant, by doing so, people, they look at that and they think of the damage to the company, but what was he actually giving? He was giving away military information on, on work that the Navy was doing for Georgia Tech Research Institute. Right. He was giving away information on, on what is our future airplane capability. For, for, it's the same equipment that, the, that Delta would use, that the Navy would use in their jets. 
what is what are the new advances in telemetry to make a rocket more accurate on hitting a target? All of this stuff, those are that's not being done by mom and pop companies unless it's as part of a contract. And that the economic damage hurts everyone. Right. From from Microsoft, from Boeing, from Caterpillar, all the way down to the smallest company at the edge of town on the side of the road that has got a piece of research to help develop a product that is hopefully going to return billions of dollars. So most all companies nowadays want to have a, a competitive advantage. Um, there are companies um, on our side of the industry that, that uh, do Intel work. Um, a lot of it's called um, open source Intel. Yes, sir. Um, which I'm assuming is... is mainly looking at what's available out there in open records and research. So if it, it would stand to, to uh, uh, understand that if there are companies that are doing that, looking for intel, then, then there's espionage work that they're going to be targeting. Absolutely. And you bring up a real good point, Brent, if I could address it for just a moment on what we call OSINT, O-S-I-N-T, and that's Open Source Intelligence. A lot of companies, and, and justifiably so, they are proud of their competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. They want people, especially their competitors, to be fully aware of their competitive advantage. Right. And it's not so much, it's really not ego per se, as it is a good business practice just to let people, many of whom would be p- potential customers, know how good your company is. But you need to review what you're putting out before you put it out there because People will. They would simply give up too inf- too much information about their company, mm-hmm. and I will know what you're trying to develop on behalf of a client. I will know you will have tipped me off as to what your three-year, five-year plans are, where you want to go. That gives me the opportunity then to develop sources to recruit people to penetrate your company as employees potentially, to get jobs with your company, and they'll be on your payroll and my payroll. And in the next few years, they will rise through the company because they're working on those important projects, and I'm just waiting on the right time to give them the ultimate payoff to have them steal it, and then let's just walk away. Wow. So oftentimes, uh, our marketing is, is our worst vulnerability. When you advertise your success, as well you should, that yes. is truly a tremendous thing, and people need to know how good you are. But when you start giving information that can compromise future products, future operations, I had to kind of step back and ask, okay, well, does that do you more harm than good? Right. What's the pros and cons on this? The pros are people will see how great you are. The cons are now you told the bad guys that are looking to infiltrate your company what's important, what your future direction is, and how they need to get started to Compromise your information. And you've laid it pretty much at their feet. And Absolutely. Just, yes, sir. So that, that goes into um, having a plan, uh, having a penetration test, having evaluation from uh, a company like, like Chesley Brown that can uh, go in there and evaluate because it's um, your, your, your focus is running a business and our focus is looking at all the ways that, that you could uh, be harmed uh, through uh, corporate espionage work, right? Yes, sir. How can someone attack you? We can help you make those determinations and thwart those attacks. So um, what, are, what are some of the t- 
tactics that would be used? Uh, I, I mentioned penetration testing. Maybe we'll, you can explain more what that is and, and red teaming, uh, what that is in the corporate counter-espionage world. I really love the concept of red teaming. And that's where, let's say, Brent, you came to us as a client. You came to Chesley Brown and said, my company, and we would, I'm sure there would be obligatory agreements that we sign about revealing confidential information before you would share your information with us, as well you should. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that with your clients now, please, please start having these agreements where people cannot share your information. The bad guys won't honor the agreement. They'll just sign it. But nonetheless, you need it. But back to the point on red teaming, you tell me what you're interested in, what it is you're wanting to build, or what it is you're currently working on, and then your question to me is, how would you attack my company to get that information and I not even know you were here? That's when we build a team, a red team of professionals who they know all about computers. They know how to physically break into a building. They're locks and keys guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it would take to compromise your company, we will build a red team exercise to where we will attack you to see just how good your security is or can we bypass it? Can we thwart it? Can I get in there and steal your product and get back out and you never know I was there? If the answer to that is yes, then we will work with you to thwart our own attack methodology. If we cannot get inside your company, there was nothing that would give me greater pleasure than to put my name on a report that we've done for your company saying, you guys are the model. We came at you every way from Sunday, and we just could not get in without leaving a footprint or a thumbprint. Can't be done. Hats off. Do you mind if we use you as an (laughs) example of people that know what they're doing? That's great. You know, as you're talking, Della, it, it uh, for some reason the, the Watergate um, scenario popped in my head because that uh, it was the uh, in this particular case it was actually the president um, on behalf of the Republican Party, but he was he was targeting his his counterpart organization, the Democratic Party. Yes, sir. And they were looking for intel, and they did all the things you described. They 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 broke into the building. They placed bugs. Uh, obviously, they weren't as good as they thought they were because they got caught. Um, but that's that was a form of uh, corporate espionage. Absolutely. But do you remember how they got caught? What tipped them off is somebody looking out of their, I think, bedroom window and saw flashlights. Right. It, it was. Uh, it was. They the just screwed up things. on that one. It was. It was the simplest things, and that, and that, you know, um, I think that's a good point, Dale, because you know, it was that. And it was the fact that a basic security officer noticed that someone taped the door. Yes, sir. And that when he removed the tape, it got taped again. Um, so sometimes it's that, that line, first line defense that makes all the difference in the world. So let's talk about, you mentioned Georgia Tech. Um, and obviously, yeah, Chesley Brown is headquartered here in Atlanta. We're, we're literally down the street from Georgia Tech. Um, what is um, what's fascinating about what comes out of tech, and are they a, are they a target? Brent, I want you to realize what a hard task it is for me to answer that question. Not because I don't know the answer, but because I'm an Auburn fan. 
<laughs> and I've got to say something good about Georgia Tech. Now, that's going to be difficult, but I'm going to consider this almost missionary work, so here it goes. <laughs> Georgia Tech Research Institute is premier in the world for all the research that they do on everything, anything from viruses and, and bacteria to acoustics. Really? To, oh, I mean, you pick the topic. Georgia Tech somewhere has been involved in making it better. And by doing that, they make this a better world. But that, because everyone knows that Georgia Tech is involved in all this research, and Georgia Tech publishes articles about all their research, so everyone knows what they're working on, except, of course, for the classified projects. But even then, everyone knows that the Air Force, the Navy, um, NASA, perhaps, Mm -hmm. they use Georgia Tech to research different aspects of whatever it is they're trying to build or trying to correct. That makes Georgia Tech singularly a premier target for every government, every every country in the world that is adversarial to us, or even that is friendly to us, but we still want that information. That makes Georgia Tech an all-in-one package to target because they've got... They're the real deal. They know what they're doing, and they're doing it all. So uh, could a student actually be targeted? Um, And two questions. Uh, Could they be targeted and be involved in uh, espionage work? Uh, And the second part of that question, Dale, is could they do it unknowingly that they are part of that? Now, see, Brent, that is an exceptional question, and it is not difficult to answer, but... We need to think about this. First of all, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to use China as an example. Could be Russia, could be any country. Right. But China sends a ton of students over to Georgia Tech. These students are a valuable asset to Georgia Tech because of their knowledge that they bring to issues. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes when they will be interviewed by, unknowingly, I believe, by agents of the People's Liberation Army, or the Ministry of State Security, the Chinese intelligence agencies, just to know, okay, well, we're going to extend to you. We're going to let you go to the United States. We're Mm going to approve your travel to let you go. But tell us about the course of study you're going to be involved with. Tell us what you're going to be doing. And, oh, by the way, as you're doing research papers, would you email us a copy of them? And the answer is almost always yes. If the answer is no, then that student's probably not going to come over here. Now, will a student from China be allowed to get involved in a classified program that the U.S. Navy is doing on submarine acoustics, for example? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But can they operate on the periphery to gain information? Yes. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but even within the student union, if, if it's a trained intelligence officer, who is of the appropriate age to be working on a master's or a Ph.D. to come over and be a part of one of these programs, they're not going to be given the access to classified information. And this is nothing, nothing, nothing against engineers because Georgia Tech's a great engineer school and Auburn's a great engineer school. But it's just in the DNA of an engineer. And engineers, if y'all want to call me, it's okay. I'll talk to you about it. But if you are successful, you have got to talk about it. And it's just because you want everyone to know I have the answer. Now, I've determined this to be the next question. Where do I go next? And you've just got to sit there and talk about it. And you are just your fodder for an intelligence officer to sit there and just listen. 
Right. And then know what questions maybe to ask other students at, at the International Student Union meeting. Hey, I've heard about this. Are you aware of this? It's, it's the same professor that you have is working on this. See what you can find out. And you're doing all that just by talking. Just by listening and hearing folks talk, yes, sir. Should companies be um, concerned about the interns? I mean, Georgia Tech, and we're, uh, we're picking on Georgia Tech, uh, but this happens at all. I think that it happens at every major university and smaller universities in this country. There are foreign students at just about all the universities here. So. People have a lot of interns. Yes, sir. So you accept an intern uh, to come work for your company, and uh, you need to be aware that you're exposing them to your trade secrets. Yes, sir. Uh, and that they could be part of uh, an espionage group, whether they know it or not. That is correct. Now, here again, and I know you know this, but I want to make this clear to our listeners. We are not singling out China or Russia or another no, as, far as, just that. as far as their students are concerned. Right. Many of them contribute a great deal and are extremely valuable with the knowledge they bring to this country on issues. However, many of them, for example, they might get a let's stick with China. A Chinese company might give a student a monthly stipend while they're in the United States if they can help collect information on all this stuff that appears to actually be not terribly important, mm-hmm. but you get enough people collecting, and you can take all of that seemingly unimportant information, and back in Beijing, they've got engineers and scientists piecing it together, and they're getting the bigger picture. So you're saying, well, yes, sir, I will, if you send me $300 a month, of course I'll send you my term papers or my research papers yeah. as I'm writing them. That's not a problem because I'm not working for the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. I'm working for a company. no. That company has been tasked by the Chinese government to do exactly what they just did to get you to send information back to them that is going to, then going to be given to the Chinese government. Hmm. And, you, and it's happening at universities all over the U.S.? Guaranteed. And 100% guaranteed. Wasn't it just recently that a Harvard professor was arrested for uh, spying? Yes, sir, and that involved part of the Thousand Talents program, and that's where China... They usually go after Chinese Americans or Chinese immigrants to other countries. In this case, this gentleman was not Chinese, but it was a person of talent, and he fell under, I think there's eight rungs of that uh, Thousand Talents program, and Mm -hmm. he met one of them where they recruited him to give the Chinese government information on projects he was working on. I believe it was for Harvard. Now, initially, these were joint projects with the Chinese university. Oh, okay. And, And he was sharing the information, but... They started asking him, now, this has not gone to trial, right. but based upon the, what's been put in the papers, he began at some point to answer questions for them about other things that were not part of what they were working on, and they began to task him, and, and they paid him, and paid him exceptionally well for information that he was giving them, not only about the research they were doing jointly, but about other areas of research that they were interested in concerning what would amount to chemical biological warfare. Now, one of the places where he fell down was by not declaring that he was being paid by the Chinese and how much he was being paid. I think that would have been a huge red flag. And I think that's what actually finally tripped him up, but don't hold me to that. But, yes, sir, to answer your question, we have professors at universities that are unknowingly, unwittingly, 
tools of the Chinese intelligence service, the Russian intelligence service. I personally question how anybody that intelligent with a Ph.D. would not have their red their antennas and red flags go up automatically. And yet I do know that sometimes it does, in fact, happen because they're focused on the money's great. The right. focus is on the research. Do you think oftentimes, too, is that kind of what you were saying earlier, that they don't see any harm? Because they, they either, you know, on the on the private side, we don't have the classifications that the, the government does. You know, if you're working on classified stuff, obviously the government handles that and, and puts that designation for you. But um, in the private world, if you're not doing government work, we don't have a clear system. So you bring up a great point, and that's that's true. However... You can have your information labeled as trade secret. Right. You can mark it. I want to address the point, Brent. If if a U.S. corporation believes they have been penetrated, and we do, your mom and pop company thinks they've been tr- penetrated, we do an investigation. The FBI does an investigation. Whoever does an investigation, and it turns out, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, you have been penetrated, and this information is being sold to the Russians. It's mm-hmm. being sold to the North Koreans. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We cannot see where you have taken any steps to protect your information, and that is an obligation you have. It needs to be marked as intellectual property. It's got to be designated a trade secret. You have to show that you have taken steps to protect your own property. If you let anybody have access to it, or if you're even putting the information out there through publications, research papers, or whatever, you're sitting there to be interviewed by a Russian student, and you start putting this information out there, you know what? A lot ethics may have been breached, but I'm not sure a law has been broken because you gave them that information without taking any steps to protect it. Then you say, yes, but they got this information when they hacked into my computer. It's a whole other subject altogether now, and perhaps a different set of laws that have been violated. But espionage, not if it's something that wasn't protected to begin with. If it was freely available and you put no restrictions on handling, you didn't put any caveats on the on the cover sheets, the letterheads. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says this is protecting information, and you've taken no legal steps to do so. Okay, well, guess what? You just lost. That's an interesting point, and, and you, as you point out that they've lost, but they've, they've done more than just lost. They could lose the business because the stuff is still compromised. Absolutely. So they, they may lose the legal battle. Uh, I think um, that's an interesting point that... Uh, Sometimes we're not protecting our own information, our own trade secrets, even though we know that they're trade secrets, even though we don't want people to have access to it. I recall, um, gosh, it's been more than 20 years ago, we were, we were brought in to assist a company that thought they were, they were compromised. Um, in this particular case, we started with, with the sweeps, the electronic uh, countermeasures. And um, I went with the, uh, the sweep team. And as they were doing their job, I noticed a lot of the information that allegedly was being stolen was laying around on the floor, in mailbox cubbies, on desk. And I pointed that out to our contact. Is this what you're missing? <clears throat> and the answer was, well, yeah. yeah. Or is this what they're compromising you on? Well, yeah. Okay, well, it's everywhere. Yeah, have you have you 
vetted your cleaning crew? Have you vetted everybody that has access? So we see that a lot, right? Yes, sir. We see that a great deal. Which which is all the more reason to have uh, an assessment or a plan put in place. So uh, you know, we're getting close to the end here, but I want to I want to make sure that we we cover the fact that we've talked a lot about um, state sponsored. Uh, corporate espionage and, and us countering to that, it's not always just the Chinese or the Russians or the Iranians. These are uh, sometimes internal people that are trying to do harm or steal so they can start their own business. We, we see that too, right? Yes, sir, we do. You, you have a lot of corporate espionage going on, insider theft. Right. That still, they're stealing the company secrets to sell it to a competitor. Now, a big problem that we have here in corporate America is people, in terms, in times of economic uncertainty, they lose their jobs. Have you planned on what's going to happen if this person who had this access to this information on this huge product, if you have to terminate his employment? Does he have a week, let's say, anniversary to clean his desk out? Right. And who's going to look at him clean his desk out? And what if he takes his computer home to work in this last week that he's got before he gets his last paycheck? What's, if he's mad at you, and I'm assuming he's not going to be happy, if he's mad at you and there's a competitor, that he can, they'll take him in a heartbeat. But not only that, they'll pay him for all this information. Do you honest to the good Lord think that somebody would not compromise that information. Now, aside from the disgruntled employee, you have an individual who thinks they're entitled to a better lifestyle that they can't get based on what you're paying them. Or you get someone who's between paychecks or paycheck to paycheck right. with a family and they just want the extra income. Or you get someone who has an ego issue that just wants to be a James Bond right. or a Jason Bourne. They want, they'll steal this information and hold it. And then on these these dark websites advertise that they've got it and it's for sale interesting and there are people out there that will bid on that information interesting so the dark web is also real it's out there and it's very real yes sir so uh the bottom line here folks is that every company is vulnerable have a plan every company has uh trade secrets things that they don't want to get out Things that if they were compromised, it could uh, damage the company all the way to take it to its knees. And as you just said, and say that again, have a plan. Have a plan. And I and Brent, this is very important. I challenge any of anyone listening to this podcast. Have you had a threat assessment done within the last ten years? Have you had one done in the last five years? And the things that were identified on that threat assessment as vulnerabilities, did you correct them? And if no, well, okay, we need to look at it as to why not. And if you did, do you know that it was corrected, or did you have someone come back in and red team you to see if they could penetrate what you believe you fixed? How do you know you fixed it? But have a plan. That plan's got to include what information do I have that needs to be protected, then how do I protect that information, then how do I know my attempts to protect that information are successful? And that's where Chesley Brown excels in helping our clients to resolve issues and questions like that so you can do your job more effectively and sleep at night. And I, I think that's uh, the best way to end it right there. We help we help you sleep your uh, sleep better at night so that you don't worry about these things. So if you think that you have been compromised, you need to 
um, not ponder on that for another two weeks. You need to call us in. Uh, as we've said before, if you haven't looked at this, we need to help you look at it because everyone is, is vulnerable and everyone needs to, especially in, in today's uh, uh, day and times with uh, high-tech abilities, and, um, but often, oftentimes it's still that, that simple process of the old-fashioned spy. So uh, Chesler Brown stands ready to help, and let's, uh, let's make a plan. Dale, thank you again for another wonderful podcast, and we appreciate you being here. Glad to assist. And we uh, are glad to assist anybody out there and listening. So feel free to give us a call. Thanks so much, and have a great day, everybody.